Thank you for listening to Exoplanetary. We love making the show for you, but we are reliant on your support to continue. Please consider becoming a monthly patron at patreon.com forward slash exoplanetary. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash exoplanetary. You can find links and more information at our website, exoplanetarymedia.com. Also, follow us on social media. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash exoplanetarymedia. And you can follow us on Twitter at exoplanetarypod. Exoplanetary, the adventures of the spacefaring Wolverton family far in the future. Previously on Exoplanetary, Calvert Wolverton was working in the research and development wing of the Exoplanetary Corporation when he developed a practical form of time travel. Unfortunately, on his first trip, he arrived on 21st century Earth and was unable to make a direct jump back to his lab on 26th century Venus. Further complicating matters is Stacy Curtis, a young woman he met in the year 2014, who came along for one trip that has apparently been extended, as they discover that she is destined to travel to the 19th century. In tonight's episode, The Doom That Came to Echo Bay. June the 3rd, 1859. This morning, after several false starts, Calvert managed to get us to our intended destination. Lincoln County hasn't even been formed yet. Oregon's only been a state for a few months. We have arrived to a great wilderness. Nothing is familiar. Am I am I breathing fresh air? The freshest. Oh. Echo Bay isn't even incorporated for another 30 years. No boats, no lights, no motor cars. Well, maybe a few boats, but not many. Well, according to my device here, Echo Bay as we knew it is about 30 miles south of here. And, oh, oh, um, or north. Huh. Well, I suppose it doesn't really matter. We're not likely to find a bank regardless of what sort of settings there are here. Maybe we should try to hit Portland. Don't spoil it for me, Calvert. I've got 12 hours to enjoy this wilderness before we can travel again. Oh. Knock it off. What do you know? Your last address was Venus, a planet decidedly less hospitable than this. Oh, we've cleaned Venus up quite a bit. You know, the greenhouse gases have been cut in half. You can't go outside, but it's nicer. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. granted it's so hot I have to leave the air conditioner on all the time. That can't be too good for the environment. Calvert, be quiet. Someone's coming. Howdy, strangers. Ah, uh, uh, howdy. We seem to have lost our way. You folks not from around here. We come from... Uh, Portland. Got lost, eh? Well, town's about three miles up the coast. Much obliged. You're welcome, strangers. Well, how do you like that, huh? Three miles? Mm. Your gizmo is wrong. I don't get it. I took very careful measurements in Echo Bay. We're, we're, we're 30 miles Your away from... Your computer is wrong. That may have something to do with the fact that it took us 15 tries to even get close to the 1800s. I don't like it. Who asked you how you felt? Let's get walking. I'm hoping wherever we're going has a bathtub. True to the stranger's word, we found our way to civilization, or at least a semblance of it. 
Once we arrived, Calvert's whining and complaining started getting more specific. <sighs> Dirt road, buildings, is that a hotel, a saloon? A saloon? Definitely Lincoln County. Oh, don't say that. Why not? Lincoln's still alive. Oh, yeah. I could vote for him next year. If I was a man. Yeah. Typical. Always try to keep people from voting. Some things never change. So this will become you-know-who county. But this isn't Echo Bay. Look. Put your devices away. If you think talking about Lincoln in the past tense is going to rile people, your little holographic smartphone there is liable to get us burned as witches. Yeah, fine, but take my word for it. This isn't Echo Bay. This isn't anywhere that's supposed to exist in 1859. This is all wrong. And I think we're in danger. Calvert was determined to learn more about the situation. So we arranged for rooms at a boarding house and paid using gold coins my friend produced like magic from a small leather purse. I'd seen him do the same thing in a number of exotic locations through history. Ancient Rome. St. Petersburg before the Revolution. The 1939 New York World's Fair. But all of that travel left me weary and grateful for the opportunity for a good night's sleep and a hot bath. I was happy to let Calvert fret and fume over this town that wasn't supposed to be there. Stacy! Can't wait for morning. You can't come in my room. Why not? We didn't present ourselves as a married couple. Yeah, why didn't we do that? That works so well everywhere else. Because you snore, Calvert. I do? You snore, and I want a night off from it. Oh. Why isn't there a cure for snoring in the 26th century? Well, there is. I've... Just never had anyone to tell me that I snore. Oh, that's sad for you. I want to sleep. Oh, yeah, well, this isn't what I came in here to talk about. I've been doing some scanning for my room, and you won't believe what I've found. I can't believe that I'm listening. I'm very tired. No, listen. This village rests on a location that, geographically speaking, does not exist in your time. There's a cliff here that isn't recorded in any map of Oregon, going back to the first surveys. Okay, that seems unlikely, but there's probably a good explanation. An earthquake? A tsunami? Could have wiped all of this into the ocean. Possibly. How much local history do you know? (laughs) Not my strong point. On field trips, we'd usually sneak off and smoke. Charming. Look, Cal. Calvert. I'm tired, Cal. You get the full name after I get eight hours of sleep. Fine. Good night. The next morning, we were greeted at the breakfast table by three unfamiliar faces, boarders who checked in after midnight. They were a sinister bunch, and they introduced themselves with all the charm of discount morticians. Maxim Merinov. His oily demeanor and slicked-back hair gave him the appearance of a serpent with a handlebar mustache. His black eyes bore into us as if he were thumbing through the contents of our deepest secrets. Fräulein Greta Belz, who couldn't have been icier if she was floating in the Atlantic waiting for the Titanic. They both struck me like the sort of people you'd chase out of town with pitchforks and torches, but they both seemed normal compared to... Fräulein Belz's ward, Oliver. I couldn't tell if they kidnapped Oliver from a mental hospital or a circus. He was larger than his two companions put together and stood behind them, mute and expressionless. He seemed devoted to Fräulein Belz his enormous hand enveloping her tiny shoulder. 
Well, well, what what brings you three to Echo Bay? Come now, Mr. Wolverton. Should gentlemen discuss business at the breakfast table? Oh, I beg your pardon. Uh, I forget my manners in this wilderness. We only came yesterday ourselves. From where, Air Wolverton? From Portland, the same as you, I expect. The tension was thicker than the oatmeal in our tiny china bowls. Our little household was brimming with folks who were simply unwilling to be straightforward. We sprinkled sugar on our breakfast and folded suspicion into every comment. We haven't had a chance to explore the town yet, Mr. Marinov. Neither have we. Would you care to join us? I think we'll be uh, promenading soon. (laughs) Should help with digestion. I'm afraid our appointment conflicts with your morning, Mr. Wolverton. A shame. If it isn't bringing up business at the breakfast table, I wonder if any of you spotted a bank when you got into town. Not I. Nor I. My interests do not extend to money. Is it possible your ward saw a bank? Hmm? If he did, it will remain as unknown to us as it would be to him. He has several afflictions which place him in our world, but not of it. I see. In some towns we have visited, provincial minds have suspected him to be the victim of possession by the devil. And with that, the hulking man's eyes met mine. The smile that spread upon his face reminded me of a wicked child. He's sweet. He means no harm. We made our goodbyes and walked out into the morning fog. After complaining about the fresh air again, Calvert decided we should split up. Something happened, Echo Bay. Something that moved its location between now and when it was founded. I expect those three had something to do with it. Are you crazy? Those three are creepy, but they are no more capable of... What? Causing an earthquake? Uh, Summoning a tsunami? With 1859 technology? Right. Could you even do such a thing? Well, no, but... You can stalk the Adams family if you want. I have to see a man about a horse. Stacy, wait! Calvert was a nice enough fellow, but when you spend all of your time with a person, you have to give yourself a break now and then. I took in Echo Bay on my own. The bay itself rests at the bottom of a long and narrow road. There was a hastily built dock that hosted a dozen or so small fishing boats. There were a number of boarding houses of various desirability. Log cabins might have been nice for Honest Abe, but this girl needs comfortable surroundings. I couldn't find a bank, though. I decided to stop by a trading post and ask questions. I found a pair of identical twins with identical beards. They call me Trapper John, miss. You're kidding. And in these parts, I'm known as Trader Joe. You've got to be kidding. That's correct, miss. John and Joe Kidding, at your service. How can the Kidding brothers help you today? Let me guess. John traps the furs and Joe trades them? That's right. I expected fishing in these parts, but not so much fur trading. What sorts of pelts do you find in these parts, John? Wolves? Bears? Uh, John is sort of working up to the wolves and bears, miss. Really? I would say that I mostly catch squirrels. Now, I know what you're thinking, but in addition to being nutritious, you can make a fine coat out of these critters. Why take a look at this? That's... Oh! Certainly interesting. We think so. 
Once we're able to get enough squirrel skin, I expect you will find this sort of fur coat available in all the high fashion boutiques. Paris, London, Fort Vancouver. So you've been at it a while. That's right. How many of these have you sold? Well, it's not finished yet. You mean it's your first? Only the finest squirrel pelts will be skinned, tanned, and crafted into these handsome and reasonably priced winter coats. We're also considering canning the squirrel meat stew we make from the rest. Well, this is all fascinating, boys, but I am wondering if either of you would know much about a bank in these parts? A bank? No, miss. Not in these parts. Since the last depression, most people prefer to keep their money in their mattress. Or in one of our finely crafted squirrel handbags. Here, Joe. Model that handbag for the lady. Oh, that's all right, guys. Where would one find a bank? Closest one I can think of is Corvallis. At least two days travel by horse. But plan for three. I'd be happy to guide you and your party through the trails, miss. Thanks, TJ. We may take you up on that later. Just let us know, and we'd be happy to put the handbag on layaway. I walked as fast as I could, hoping the fresh air would get the smell of squirrel jerky out of my sinuses. When I came across Calvert, who was ghost pale and sweating through his clothing. What I've seen, it, it defies my understanding of the universe. Calm down there. What did you see? When we were separated, I decided to try to get more readings to determine why this anachronistic village exists. But when I saw our three breakfast companions meandering into the forest, they were, they were traveling with their hands joined together like a schoolhouse. I followed them, keeping my distance. As it got closer, I could hear them all humming a strange tune, something I couldn't place but as familiar to me as the sound of my own name. Fighting every step not to snap a dry branch or kick some gravel, I followed them for a mile or more through the trees, until I reached the strange clearing. The grass seemed manicured at first, but closer examination revealed that it was sick and dying. From the edge of the wood, I crouched and tried to listen as the three began chanting. Oh, ma... Oma togo trago. Oma yarago trago. Oma trago trago. Even the big guy? No, he was the strangest of all. He opened his mouth wide and we were singing. It was like he was projecting a sort of ultrasonic noise. The pitch was so high, as close as I was, I could only feel the dread of it. It was inspiring. It was washing over me. The dread? Yes. Everywhere around the strange ceremony, birds flew off and, and creatures scattered. I wanted to turn back myself, but I held my ground and took in what I could. Nezrapodo! 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 What happened next is difficult to describe, but it was even harder to observe. A hole opened. In the ground? Yeah, no, 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 in space. Like a, like a tear in reality. They were coaxing something out. Something? There are a number of reasons why we only launch ourselves through time in pitch blackness. One of the most practical reasons is that it gives our eyes time to adjust yet remain unfocused as we travel. In transit, there are sights that are so confusing to the, to the human eye and mind. Calvert, what are you saying? Those three were pulling something or some creature into this world. The consequences scarcely bear considering. 
And with that, Calvert pulled me towards the forest. As we raced through the trees, the dread that followed overwhelmed me. It was as if every anxiety and sadness I had ever known was revisiting me all at once. No matter how hard I tried, nothing could keep this black mood at bay. I knew by instinct that our charge through the woods was the cause of it. When we arrived, it was too late. Look at them, grinning and screaming with laughter as this thing unfolds itself into our dimension. At first, I could only avert my eyes from the beast, and it was a creature revealing itself to us. Finally, stealing myself to look at it, I felt that I might go mad. It was like watching an impossible knot untie itself. The very sight of this uncanny tangle of tentacles threatened to drive me mad. Now we know what happened to Echo Bay. An event like this would have destroyed it completely. All those people we saw in town. Crushed. Eaten. Or worse. No, there must be something we can do. There's still time. Run back to the town and do whatever you can. Evacuate everyone. Don't tell them what you've seen. That strange fear we've both been feeling should hit the town like a wave. No, tell them, tell them that a massive tidal wave is coming. Run! Don't look back! But what no, about no, don't, you? Don't worry about me! We've clearly been the thing that stops this creature from destroying the entire planet. I will find you. Go! Now! Go! <sighs> Running away from the extra-dimensional creature was exactly what I'd wanted to do all along. I ran directly to the trading post, only to find my twin friends already feeling the effects of this intrusion into our world. I don't feel quite right. I feel the same way, Joe. Do you think it might be the stew? Good big. Guys, guys! Hot damn! A return customer! She don't appear to be in a retail frame of mind, Joe. There's no time, boys. I can't explain, but there's a massive tidal wave about to hit the coast. We need to gather some supplies and get out of here. How do you know? Yeah, we weren't born yesterday, Missy. I came here with a scientist. He says there's very little time. Scientist, fooey. We can't get behind that, Missy. Science never did me no good, no how. Damn scientists with their book learning and their city ways. Pshaw. What if I told you that a wandering evangelist confirmed what he had to say? Yeah, that's different. Yeah, we better get going. Okay, then. Are you prepared? Do you have a bug-out bag? We have a bag of bugs. We have all sorts of bugs. Good protein if you can't find a squirrel. No supplies. Two days worth of food, cash money, a sleeping bag, water. Lady, we have that all the time. This ain't Chicago. What about our raccoon hats and buckskin clothing suggests that we're not prepared to sleep outdoors at a moment's notice? Oh, well, good. Since you galoots seem to be what passes for town elders, we need to start the evacuation. All right. Eastward ho. As we roused Echo Bay, my thoughts turned to Calvert. I knew he sent me away to save my life, in addition to that of the village. But I knew that his bravery only went so far. Ah, uh, hello. I don't mean to interrupt your uh, <coughs> ritual there, but do you think that monster really fits in this dimension? Wolverton, you impertinent boob. You have no place in this magic circle. Magic? <laughs> Is that what you're calling it? 
what else would you call it? Well, it's science. I admit that I don't understand how you accomplish it, and it's possible that you don't either. But that doesn't mean that this isn't some strange technology at work. And I must ask you to send that thing back. Adorable. So naive. If I send it back, Wolverton, I won't accomplish what we have set out to do. The sacrifice of this village is but the first step on our journey of conquest. Conquest? <laughs> the eastern side of this continent is a powder keg about to burst into civil war. <gasps> ah, that look on your face. How could he know? Even if it weren't inevitable, all one would need to define this information is to read a newspaper. Our creature here dines on human suffering. Through it we will sail to power on rivers of blood to come. I can't let that happen. I don't care how we accomplish it. This creature cannot be allowed to thrive here. And I cannot allow you to stand in our way! What? what, what what's, what's happening to her? She's... She's she's a werewolf. Fraulein Belts and I have known one another for a long time. We're aware of each other's secrets. I should say that Oliver and I are the only two people who have ever seen her alter ego and live. Ah, 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 yes, my dear. Eliminate this past. Oliver, help your mistress. Don't you understand? You're going to destroy the planet. Look, this creature's already started consuming the very light and air around us. Oh. Yes, your death will be a first, a light snack before the meal. Get these monsters away from me. Listen, listen. Now you will die, Mr. Wolven. I've always wanted to do that. Stacy, where did you get that shotgun? My friends in town. They're all on their way toward Corvallis, well out of the way. Oh, did you hear that, Fraulein? Uh, there won't be any death. We will only move to another village. I can't be brought down with simple lead, you slattern. Slattern? Are you a werewolf or a thesaurus? She's stronger than she looks, Stacy. Yes, but she has a weakness. There is no weakness. That's so? No! You shot Oliver. The only thing I could tell that she really cared about. Now let's get out of here. We can't leave them here with this thing. What can we do? This creature is eating the light. In a few moments it'll be pitch black and we can dispose of it. What do you mean? When we depart, my calculations bring a small amount of oxygen with us. Whatever's in our immediate radius, if if we're close enough to the creature, we may split it in half. What? Won't that kill it? Well, I don't have time for a tidy solution. You're going to get the idea that I'm not as in control of these situations as I'd like to be. Very funny. It's easy enough when you're trapped in the past. History's chock full of people making the best of lousy options. True. You think that's how Lincoln felt? Well, I'd like to think you thank us for the sacrifice we're about to make. Sacrifice? One of two things will happen. Either the creature will split in two and we destroy it, or it's durable enough. It'll be shot through this Terran space and go back to where it came from. Either way, it'll expel a massive amount of energy. What does that mean? It means that I can't accurately predict where we're headed. The past, the future, and anywhere in space as well. There's no telling where we're wind up. Oh. Well, you can stay here. You can you can catch up with the Echo Bay folks, have a nice life, meet Abe Lincoln if you want. No. Okay. No, let's go. Thank you. I can't imagine doing any of this without you. Let's go. You have been listening to Exoplanetary, The Doom That Came to Echo Bay, written by C. Christopher Hart, performed by... Alicia Huney as Stacy Curtis. See Christopher Hart as Calvert Wolverton. 
Miklaflam as Maxim Marinoff. Katina Andoniades as Fraulein Greta Beltz. And Bill Terry as the Kidding Brothers. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property, copyright 2014 to 2017, by C. Christopher Hart, all rights reserved. Recorded in the Bigfoot Podcasting Studio, located at Ned Space in sunny Portland, Oregon. Produced by C. Christopher Hart, original music provided by Jacob Jansen, and musical direction by Melissa Schenter. We'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons, Justin Olson, Christy Smith, Sherry Goldstein, Dennis McGrandall, Darcy Hogan, Late Night Poems, Malik Shabazz, Drew Anderson, Andrew McDonald, and Kate Boyce. If you'd like to join them and make a monthly donation to Exoplanetary, find us at patreon.com slash exoplanetary. We thank you for your support. 